0: Welcome to Conscious Life Design. My name is Alina Suk. I am a creative entrepreneur, and the intention of this podcast is to empower you to actively design the life that you desire. I mix science with spirituality, corporate with entrepreneurial experience, and strategy with intuition. Let's get started. I'm recording this episode in honor of the three-year anniversary of Conscious Life Design Coaching my private coaching practice i have two intentions with this episode the first is to share an authentic unedited version of my story with you specifically the journey of corporate soldier to entrepreneur i've shared this story many times at parties a few times on podcasts on stages and i wanted to have a place of my own to store it my other intention is that i've been using instagram for a while And have become quite comfortable with the format, so it's time for me to get out of my comfort zone. I realize that when I talk, especially if I'm being recorded, I have a lot of resistance come up because I'm afraid to say the wrong thing, or I want to communicate what I'm saying in the best way, so my perfectionism shows up, and this is a method for me to overcome that as well. So if you're listening, thank you for this opportunity. So today I'm sharing with you my career journey from seven and a half years as a corporate soldier to three years of being a creative, self-sustaining entrepreneur. So where I want to actually start this story is by exploring the term corporate soldier. Because when I was writing this, I got curious about what the term actually means. You know, language is so limiting and it takes on different meanings depending on who's saying it and in what context. So. I asked Chad GPT and this is what it said. The term corporate soldier typically refers to a person who is fully dedicated to their corporate job and has a strong work ethic. They may be seen as putting their job and company above all else and are willing to do whatever it takes to succeed in their corporate career. This term can be both positive and negative depending on how it's used and the context in which it's applied. So I'm curious when you see the title Corporate soldier to creative entrepreneur, if you get a positive or a negative association with corporate soldier. I think this is really interesting as somebody who's had quite a bit of experience in both realms. I think in our society, depending on your social circle and culture, corporate jobs can be really celebrated or there can be some shame around them. So I want to be really clear and transparent about my message. Because sometimes I think that my message gets confused with how to leave corporate and become an entrepreneur. And that's not really my intention. My intention is to empower you to tap into your authenticity so that whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a corporate job or you're running your own business, that you can be fully present and enjoy what you're doing, because that's where the real magic is made. You know, there's a a quote that says, don't ask what the world needs more of, ask what lights you up and do more of that. That's what the world needs. So I genuinely believe that for some people, the corporate lifestyle is perfect. For some people, the entrepreneurial lifestyle is perfect. And as someone who's done both, I am really open to both. I think if I were to go back into the corporate world right now, it would be so different uh, than it was before because of the authenticity work that I've done within myself. So with that said, let's dive into the journey. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about myself. I'm going to explain to you how I went from corporate to launching my own coaching business, becoming a professional DJ, and then the story of my event brand, Terra Nova Experience. So in terms of my background, I am an immigrant. I came to the US from Belarus on my fourth birthday. I watched my parents start with absolutely nothing and create a beautiful life for themselves. I watched them work super hard with knowing little to no English, starting from scratch, not having, not being able to carry over any of their credentials to the US and Just last year, they finished building their dream home in North Jersey. And I'm so, so proud of them. And I'm so grateful for the risk that they took. And that's probably a bit of where my risk-taking and entrepreneurial uh, personality traits come from, from that experience, watching them sacrifice for something greater. Now, they laid a path before me that they felt would make me most successful, and that's the path that I took. I really wanted to make them proud. I always felt deeply since childhood that I really wanted to make them proud. I even, uh, when I was cleaning out uh, my apartment one day, I found a journal from when I was eight years old, and I wrote as an eight-year-old girl how important it is for me when my mom is proud of me. (laughs) So I carried that with me uh, through most of my life, and until now as well, just a little differently now, I went to college, graduated at 20, I got a job in insurance, and that's when my corporate career began. I had a great experience in corporate. I worked for a really good company with great values, I had great coworkers, and on top of that, the company was growing really fast. So in the first three years, I got promoted a bunch, then I became a supervisor, and I was 21, 21, 22 at the time, and I was loving life. (laughs) I climbed the corporate ladder. That was the dream, right? Um, I moved out of my parents' house. I became financially independent, and I coasted for a little while. And with that said, I actually really want to use this opportunity to normalize coasting. Because coasting is something I did in corporate and I did that in my entrepreneurial journey as well and I think it's kind of underrated because in our culture or at least from what I see on my social media there are a lot of big wins constantly being celebrated and the truth is that it's okay to just enjoy where you are without climbing to the next step immediately uh, maybe you're tired and you need to rest so you don't quit you just coast or maybe you just really love the point that you're at and you don't need to go to the next level right this moment so that's what I did I coasted I had at that time paid time off so I was able to travel a bit and then uh, came a moment around the age of 25 where I I started to ask myself, okay, so now what? Um, I started to feel like I was going through the motions. I definitely got comfortable in my position at work. I started going through the motions. I was no longer that overachiever that I was you know, just a couple years back. And I started to feel really dull and unsatisfied. I wasn't really learning anything new. I was going to work, going to the gym, going out, going to work, going to the gym, working out. And everyone around me at the time was like, yeah, that's that's what you do. What do you mean? <laughs> like everything's everything's great. That's just life, right? And I kept thinking like, no, there. I feel like there's something more for me. And so... I started thinking about what that was and I I didn't know. I felt really, really stuck because I'd been in insurance at that point already for so many years and I didn't want to leave my company because I liked my company, but I didn't want to continue down that path. There was no promotion that I was looking at, so I didn't want to leave, but I didn't want to stay. Uh, Around the same time, I had been working part-time on my master's degree and I failed my thesis proposal and then just around that same time, I uncovered a health issue. So things started to really start feeling heavy and not fun. And I was feeling guilty about it because I felt like I should be so grateful for this life that I have all the opportunities and the success that I've experienced, but I was unhappy. So that is when I had my, I would say my biggest spiritual awakening. Now, I've had my first introduction to spirituality at 16 years old when I discovered actually, my mom sent me a 20 minute video of The Secret. So I knew that positive thinking brings positive things into life. I knew that even I knew the mantra I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I was integrating that into my life. So I was not a complete newbie in spirituality. But what I had been missing uh, in my spiritual journey to that point between 16 and about 25 was shadow work. So I was completely neglecting the feelings that I had that were telling me that something is off and something is missing and it started coming through physically and in my work and in my studies. So that's when I went within. And the way that happened was I started attending a yoga class which it wasn't my first yoga class either but that particular teacher took a spiritual approach to yoga rather than a more like gym class physical workout approach and I started to get really deep into meditation and I started asking myself questions uh, and just allowing the answers to come to me. That's when I started using my Instagram to talk about my spiritual journey I thought I would use my Instagram to start a fashion account because I decided, okay, like this could be a cool new project for me, a creative outlet. I started taking photos of different outfits, but I realized I actually loved writing the captions much more than actually putting together outfits and taking pictures all the time. So I matched visuals with storytelling and I started sharing my spiritual journey and then things really started to move So I decided that if I don't know where I'm going yet or what I want to do, let me figure out a way to change things up. And I applied within my company to a position in Miami, Florida. I was living in New Jersey at the time. And I said, you know what? I want to live in a tropical environment. I want to live in a major city. And I want to be surrounded by people who are passionate and driven and entrepreneurial, which I felt in my life at that time was lacking because everybody around me was similar to me in that they had a job that they sort of like, sort of ended up there, um, but weren't really super excited about anything in particular, really. Um, I wanted a change of scenery and this opportunity popped up. I was open to it because I had my mind open to possibilities. I applied for the job, I got the job. So my company actually ended up moving me entirely to Miami. And a lot of people see my story. And if you've been following, you know, you might think like, wow, she moved to Miami and found her happiness. But the truth is very much so the shift began in New Jersey, the vibration precedes the manifestation. Absolutely. The shift began to happen. In my world, when I started using Instagram as an outlet, started building community online, started talking about my journey more vulnerably, and that's another reason why I'm starting this podcast is because I feel like since those days, I've become a little less vulnerable online with all of the other things that have come up with my personal brand, so this is another effort in doing that, so... Basically, I moved to Miami, stayed with the company for another year. Within that time, I got everything together. I opened an LLC. I started uh, making sure my savings were in a good place. Well, I didn't start then. I had been saving leading up to that point, but I was extra mindful of making sure that I was good because as I was really leaning into meditation, I started sharing meditation with my coworkers in the office. And I actually ended up completing my master's dissertation that I initially failed on meditation in the workplace. I have my degree in organizational psychology, so I proposed to write a thesis on how meditation impacts people specifically when they do it at work. And it passed with flying colors. So I had the idea to go ahead and bring meditation and mindfulness into other companies aside from mine, and I decided to create a business model out of it, and that is finally what allowed me to leave my company, leave the industry of insurance, and go on my own way. All right, so (laughs) here we are. I left corporate. It's December 2019, that I decided to leave right before the whole world turns upside down. So the whole world turns upside down. I have this plan to bring my workshops to offices. Obviously, you know, that's not the number one priority of companies in this time as the world is shutting down and panicking. Absolutely, people need this help, but nobody was really investing in extracurriculars, and and it was all very weird and strange But what I realized at that time, while I was still doing some initial work with groups and workshops, uh, just getting started, I noticed that I was really connecting with people on a one-on-one level. And actually, within the past year, I had went ahead and completed a coaching certification because deep down, that's something I always wanted to do. And That's how I pivoted from Office Flow Consulting, which was my corporate mindfulness company, to Conscious Life Design. And what I did was I leveraged the community that I built on Instagram, which was a collection of people from high school, college, strangers who I connected with over my content, people who I've met along the way. And I put out a call to action and I got my first three clients. Between April 2020 and May 2020, I got my first three coaching clients and I started working with them and building my framework. So here we are. I launched Conscious Life Design Coaching. Super exciting, loving what I'm doing, talking to these people. They're experiencing changes, and I realize I've tapped into my purpose and my passion. <laughs> and uh, I still I'm actively coaching to this day. It's been three years, like I said, in the beginning. Now I specialize in psycho-spiritual life coaching and conscious personal branding. And this is a really fundamental part of my brand. Definitely a, a life purpose, for sure. Now, you might be wondering, at what point did you become a DJ? Well, when I broke free from this corporate... Rigid schedule. I found a lot of time on my hands before I really had a lot of clients. I was just getting started. And I met a girl in my building who was pivoting from being a full time DJ to teaching DJ lessons. And I decided, out of a place of self love and inner child work and neuroplasticity, to take a lesson on how to DJ. I was not a raver. I never really went much to festivals. I just loved music and I wanted to learn something new. I wanted to do something for myself. I had not taken any lessons since I was a kid in anything really besides gym classes. And also I recognized that learning something new could be really good for my brain as I enter this new chapter of my life. So I took a lesson and I fell in love with it. And the only time I dipped into my savings as I was trying to rebuild myself, rebuild my income, was when I purchased my DJ equipment. (laughs) Uh, It was a Pioneer XDJ RX2 that has already paid itself back over and over again. (laughs) I just had this really strong intuitive feeling. I was doing a lot of yoga, meditation at the time, and I just felt very strongly that I wanted to have this equipment for myself. And When the world shut down, I did what most actual professional DJs were doing, and I would turn on Instagram Live, and even though I was not good, I still had a good taste in music, and I had uh, the essentials down for my lessons. I had taken a few lessons by then, and I started DJing on Instagram Live, (laughs) and then when Miami started opening up, I started getting inquiries, and that was never in the plans, but I rolled with it and that was really tough and really scary to actually go out in public and play in front of people. I was definitely not equipped to uh, handle equipment. I didn't know what any of those cables were. I didn't know what I needed. I learned a lot through error, a lot, a lot, a lot. It was really stressful at times, a lot of sweating, (laughs) a lot of sweating, a lot of meditating, a lot of meditating through tough moments, like In real time. like I'm not saying meditating the morning of a gig. I was breathing. In and out during these sets. And it's been three years of DJing ever since. I'm actually recording this podcast. Right before I go to play on. One of the most beautiful rooftops in Miami. And I've had the opportunity to play. Also in Vegas. And New York. And Greece. So we will see where that takes me. Next. (laughs) So. Now I'm a coach and a DJ and I'm showing up as such on social media. I'm sharing my journey as I go. And I get a DM on Instagram saying that, you know, it's uh, it turned out to be my first business partner. And she said, Hey, I see that you're a coach and a DJ. And I'm looking for someone to co-create events with me, even though it was October 2020. No, it was like summer of 2020. So, uh, It was a very bold move but she's like i want to create a space for people who are not afraid of this virus and want a place to come and be with people so we started planning these ecstatic dance parties the first one was virtual via zoom and then pretty shortly after, we started doing them in person. They were 50, 60-person events. They were very low budget. I brought my equipment. She brought her sound bowls. We marketed together. We created our marketing materi- materials on our own. And they really took off. They were super popular. We got quite a bit of uh, feedback in terms of you know, people who didn't agree that we were bringing people together. But we weren't forcing anyone, anyone who wanted to come and connect, we're welcome to. So that's how the original event started. And then as we continued to be consistent with these events, my first business partner asked if I would be open to inviting a third partner in, who was her longtime friend who had great experience in producing events. And I said, of course. So two became three. And our events grew even more. Now hundreds of people were coming. Now we had a proper budget. Now we had an elevated production value. We had actual equipment. I wasn't bringing my speakers and controller. We had an actual sound system. And we grew and grew and grew, and it was so beautiful, so rewarding, so much work, and so gratifying. People were really healing at these events. They were ecstatic dance, they were meditation, they were yoga. And as now I know, with partnerships, sometimes they don't last. And our dynamic started to shift. And it started going south. The visions were colliding. We were not seeing eye to eye. A lot of emotions involved. And ultimately, it came to a point where our first business partner was no longer resonating with events. Was no longer resonating with the way we wanted to handle uh, the events, and the original idea for growth started to not align with all of us. So, I've I've thought so many times how to tell this story, but what I what I've learned and what I'll say is that business partnerships are very much like. Romantic relationships, in the sense that only the people in it truly know, and even the people in it don't fully can't fully explain what happened because everybody has their side of the story and then there's what actually happened. So, there's no way for me to really tell the story effectively in a way that will be fair to everyone. What I'll say is that the partnership ended really, really messy, it was really. Ugly. Um, the The first business partner went on social media and started posting pictures of us and putting us on blast and saying really mean things about us, uh, sending uh, people our way to attack us on our personal pages, and it was really hard. And as a person who's you know, as a conscious person who I'm, I'm trying to. Be present and see the lesson, and also feel my feelings. Uh, a lot of crying <laughs> was happening. Um, I chose not to respond violently, and just hung in there. And you know, I am a big advocate of the four agreements, and the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And I recently reread the book and. There's a part that I want to read you that really resonated with me in terms of this situation. And if you haven't read this book, I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, essential to all of my coaching clients that I, I work with. It's a required reading. And essentially what the the first agreement says that to be impeccable with your word is that... I, I, I don't want to not do the book justice, but basically... Here, let me read the summary. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And there's a part that says, even worse are the black magicians or computer hackers who intentionally spread the virus. Think back to a time when you or someone you know was angry with someone and desired revenge. In order to seek revenge... You said something to or about that person with the intention of spreading poison and making that person feel bad about him or herself. As children, we do this quite thoughtlessly, but as we grow older, we become much more calculated in our efforts to bring other people down. Then we lie to ourselves and say that person received a just punishment for their wrongdoing. When we see the world through a computer virus, it is easy to justify the cruelest behavior. What we don't see is that misuse of our word is putting us deeper into hell. So... With that in mind, we hung in there. Um, We went ahead and we rebranded. And now, uh, when I say we, it's uh, me and Lex, the third business partner that we brought in. We continue to put on beautiful events. We just had one last week. Um, A beautiful medicine music concert of 300 people, so many happy faces. Uh, That situation that happened, it brought up a lot of pain to us, to the community. It created a lot of division. And I was really happy to see that now it's been a year since this happened, and we had a lot of familiar faces who were caught in the divide, actually attend the Medicine Music Concert and enjoy it and be free and happy and joyful. So what I'll say to wrap that piece up uh, in terms of the event brand is... While that was really tough, I would do it all over again. Reason being, one, I'm grateful that she reached out to me in the first place because I was putting on events like small parties where I would DJ in front of people and uh, clothes swaps, which I continue to do to date. Uh, but she brought me into this more like conscious music, yoga world uh, of events, which is something that was a big part of who I was, but it wasn't being expressed like that. So I'm grateful to have been brought into that space. And I'm also really grateful to have been connected to Lex because that was one of the things that she was saying is that they would have never met if it wasn't for me. And that's absolutely true. And I'm so grateful because Lex is now one of my absolute best friends. I love her so dearly. We have worked together for the past year ever since this happened and have produced really amazing, beautiful things. And it hasn't been easy. It's been really challenging. And it's been equally, if not more, rewarding. So really grateful for that. I'm excited to see where we take Terra Nova experience next because each production has been more and more amazing as we step into our roles and and become clear on our vision. All right. So that's how I launched my coaching business, became a professional DJ, and started my event brand. So here are a few of my takeaways so far. One, things take time. There's no overnight success. Allow your journey to take time. Be patient. And the best way to do this is to enjoy the point where you're at. I know that sounds cliche, but find ways to enjoy where you're at. One of my slogans is romanticize your life. Enjoy where you are right now find little ways to make what you're doing better you know like I was DJing in my studio apartment in front of Instagram live (laughs) so you know I I was I I made the room cozy and I went on and I just shared that with people so just enjoy where you where you are because there is no overnight success success does take time if it is organic and sustainable Um, and I can guarantee you that 99% of people who you think had overnight success absolutely that was not overnight another takeaway is that you'll always be the villain in someone else's story if you are out there doing things creating something putting yourself out there you're not going to be for everyone and that's okay the sooner that you make peace with it and accept it as part of duality alan watts one of my favorite philosophers in the world talks about duality quite a bit you can't have positivity without negativity up without down black implies white so know that when you're creating something there will be opposing forces that will try to bring you down and it's okay it's part of the human experience another takeaway is that the truth always reveals itself so there's a saying that goes confidence is calm ego makes a lot of noise for me what i always kept at top of mind is that i am good with my truth With my truth, I can sleep at night. And I have the peace of mind and confidence to know that that will always come through. It might not come through immediately, but inevitably it will. Another takeaway is the intuitive nudges that you are receiving to do this or do that, take this lesson, go to this yoga class, they're not random So tune in and honor them. You never know where one tiny decision is going to lead. And finally, I'll say that betting on yourself will raise your self-worth. It will give you unshakable confidence. Because over the last three years, I've had to figure out so much stuff. Uh, I mean, I've had to figure out stuff in corporate over seven years, but there was definitely a lot more structure, a lot more to fall back on. And a lot more established rules. On my own, in the past three years, I've had to make so many tough choices. And so much has been unknown. And I know that I can trust myself now to figure it out. And it's not knowing that you have all the answers. It's knowing that you can find the answers if you need them. So now it's 2023 and I'm working on a couple of exciting new projects that I can't officially talk about yet. But one thing that's absolutely not changing is I am continuing my coaching practice and I will soon be opening my calendar back up. Now that the concert from last week is over, I will be opening my calendar back up for new clients. So go ahead and Sign up for my newsletter, follow me on Instagram, or send me an email to alina at alinasouk.com. If you've been thinking about getting a coach, if you're going through a life transition, or you want to get strategic about developing your personal brand, I will be available to help very, very soon. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you if you've made it this far. Thank you if you even tuned in for a little bit and just got whatever nugget you needed from this today. Thank you for letting me share my story and I will chat with you next time.